Let's go. It's about that time. It is about that time again, folks. Welcome to Brothers Ballin' Podcast. This is a show about sports. This is a show about brotherhood. And this is a show today in which we call it the panic episode. Okay, Mm -hmm. the panic, the panic episode today. If you haven't heard our show, where have you been? Two brothers. We talk about sports. This show has two hosts. Host number one, John Exum. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Got a lot to cover today. And I'm host number two, Robbins Exum. And we are going to get right into the situation. Now, right now, okay, if you're a sports fan, you already know the NFL and the NBA season are really in in the thick of it. Yep. The NFL, of course, is uh, kind of trending towards the playoffs. Uh, Contenders and pretenders are being presented. And the NBA, we're at the quarter mark, okay? We're past the quarter mark in the NBA season, approaching the halfway point, which will probably be in about a month, a little over a month. And we have two pretty big market teams we're going to go to the nba first so last season uh of course the new york knicks made the playoffs last year uh they were the four seed in the eastern conference they were knocked out uh, by the atlanta hawks who eventually made it to the eastern conference finals the hawks um but the knicks of course were expected to kind of bounce off of that uh first round exit build a little and progress towards the next season However, things haven't gone as planned. They did add Kimball Walker. They did add Evan Fournier as more offensive-minded players in their backcourt. They were expecting, of course, improvement from R.J. Barrett. They got Mitchell Robinson back, who uh, spent a lot of the end of the season uh, injured. And they brought back a lot of key pieces. Uh, Alec Burke came back. Of course, uh, Derrick Rose is back. So... You know, the expectations were that the Knicks would try to make maybe take that next step into uh, the East elite, but it hasn't gone that way. Uh, as, as of this point, the Knicks are 12 and 14. And if the playoffs started today, the Knicks would not be in the play. That'd be problematic. So as our resident Knicks fan, uh-huh. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you, John, because we're yeah. talking about the Knicks. That's that's your team. You're you're a big Knicks fan. Yeah, you've been rocking right with them die, since right the, you know rocking with them since the Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, John Starks days. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings on your New York Knicks? So my feelings are uh, uh, so, so I'm gonna preface my feelings. I have to and and, and before you start, all right. I want to ask you this question. You of course proceed in you know in the way that you are answering. But have you hit the panic button for your New York Knicks? Um, I am very close to hitting the panic button. Like the panic button is right here, and I'm about to press it. it okay. It, I am very close, okay? Okay. So here's here are my thoughts about the team. Uh, the, you know, I feel that Thibodeau, Thibodeau likes to play his starters. He, he is notorious of playing his starters a lot of minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Here is, and looking at the squad, here's what I see. 
I I honestly see they need to play more of the younger players. Okay. Yesterday, okay. uh so at the time of this recording, the Knicks had played uh the Toronto Raptors um, mm-hmm. the night before. And and that was a winnable game. They only lost by three points. It yep. was a winnable game. Uh Obi Toppin, I'm seeing a lot of improvement from um on his game, both on the mm-hmm. offense and defensive. He needs to get more time. Mm-hmm. Uh quickly as well, needs to get more time. My my thing is the offense has gotten two one-on-one where mm-hmm. people are trying to take players on one-on-one and the ball is not moving. The success of the Knicks last year was the ball was moving around and they played great defense. Mm-hmm. This year, they're not playing great defense and the ball is not moving around. Folks mm-hmm. are going one-on-one. And I'm going to say this. I love Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle is a, is a very good player, but mm-hmm. he can't be your number one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He cannot be your I number think, one. I think you said that last year. Right. And I said that last year too. He can't be your number one. Mm-hmm. And it's not a knock on Julius. I think Julius is a great player, but I think he's, he, he is a great, he, 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 he can be even greater next to a superstar. Yeah. Right. Now, I I was on the fence about R.J. Barrett early on. When mm-hmm. We drafted him, right? But I love R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is my favorite player. Now, granted, mm-hmm. granted, he was in a slump for a little bit, and he started to wake up from the slump. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is, I think a lot of it is confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's because the thing is, the other day, uh, well, well, last week there were some comments made by Tom Thibodeau when referencing uh, um, RJ and he said some stuff. And to me, I read it. And then I said, I had to go listen to what he said. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you read something and you interpret what you read differently than, than how they said it. And mm-hmm. when I, and when I listened to the audio, cause listen, I consume everything next all every day, all day. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. wherever, you know, from whatever source, okay? And mm-hmm. when I heard what he said, I said, oh, he's taking a shot at RJ. RJ responded that night, dropping 32, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I said, so I know he's capable, but there's something yeah. mentally going on that either he's not confident or he's, or like he is, or he's not trusting you know, he's not yeah. trusting his team or something like that. So I believe that RJ has the capability. He has the skill set to become a superstar in this league in a couple mm-hmm. of years. He does. He can defend. He's yeah, long. He defend he's well. linky. He can get to the basket. He could, he could, uh, he can shoot the rock. But in the comments that Thibodeau said, he said that, you know, you got to get up shots. And RJ last year, was getting up a lot of shots after games and this year mm-hmm. he's not doing that he's like bucking out and so i think there's just something mentally there going on um also i feel that the knicks even though they got kimba on a bargain right yeah. mm-hmm. and i get the new york connection with kimba walker and all that this is my thing we already knew that kimba walker was three years past his prime yeah. All right. He has a he has an arthritic knee. He has an arthritic knee. So there's gonna be he might give you a 25, uh 25, 6, and 7 game mm-hmm. one day. But on the regular, you're gonna get 10 
four, and and, and three. Mm-hmm. And he's not a good defender. No, too small. So they made the switch, which I was fine with. I was fine with them making the switch to Alec Burke. I actually like Alec Burke starting. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's be real. You don't have a true starting point guard playing. You're starting the game with, in essence, three technically you're starting the game with three shooting guards, a mm-hmm. power forward and a center. Yeah. That uh, it just doesn't it, it to me it doesn't flow well. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I would do. And uh, um, looking at the roster, this is what I would do. I know they don't want to do it, but I think what they should do is bring is start Emmanuel quickly. Okay. Start Emmanuel quickly. Um, the shooting guard should be Alec Burke. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring Evan Fournier as your sixth man. Because, okay. listen, the Evan Fournier, the Knicks thought that they were getting the Evan Fournier of the Olympics. Of France, yeah. Yeah. No, and, that and listen, don't get me wrong, he can shoot. But, he, he, you know, he's, listen, I think, I think his game clashes with Randall. Because if you notice, mm-hmm. when Randall's off the floor, he plays better. Than mm-hmm. when Randall's on the floor, and yeah, and I have watched them together when they play. I, th- I think if Tom Thibodeau is honest with himself, mm-hmm. start quickly. I get it; you don't want to start him because he's like offensive. He's not; he's not a true point guard. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I would say start quickly. Evan Fournier is coming off the bench. That gives your bench some shooting firepower. When you bring in Obi and Fournier off the bench, that brings you some shooting power. Yep. Um, and RJ just needs to get more shots up, you know? And so I think doing that, mixing it up, keep Derrick Rose coming off the bench. I think Derrick Rose is great coming off the bench. Um, and then play the younger guys like McBride. Like McBride is coming back from um, – he's playing over at the G League. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, dropping, like, 30 – he's, like, 28 – like bring him in, like 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 he has energy. He has energy. Yeah. Bring him mm-hmm. in and play him. So that, that's what I want to see the Knicks do. Just just shake up the roster a little bit. Okay. So you think that there's a change that needs to happen? Like the so the solution is somebody who's not currently on the team, or is it that they need to use their personnel better? They just need to use their personnel better. And and, and the okay. thing is, Thibodeau Thibodeau's style, he doesn't like playing young players. But I've noticed when they put some of the young players in in certain moments. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, the dude from Houston who could who could shoot, uh, Grimes. Yeah, Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. Like he has that like assassin mentality. I like him, and he defends and he plays well when he gets minutes. Like he's been getting minutes lately, and he's played well in the minutes he, he he's gotten. I'm not saying get, bump him up to 20 minutes, no. Yeah. But um, like give them give them some spot up minutes to play so we can see what they can do. Mm-hmm. I think Randall should play less. I think Randall's bot. I think Randall's getting burnt out. He well, plays too much, I mean, he and plays, he's playing too much in the perimeter too. Yeah, he's, he's playing too too fewer minutes this year than he did last year. But his numbers are like way down. Like I mean, they're they're, they're down. Like his right. free throw shooting is down. Um, it, it was it was eighty one last year. Now it's seventy six. His three point shooting was forty one percent. Now mm-hmm. it's thirty three percent. His points per game were twenty four point one. Now it's nineteen point five. Um, so but Rob, he, one of the things, had, right. And I, and I, and I agree. And the thing is, I knew that was going to happen because teams were going to mm-hmm. adjust his style. Yeah. But my thing is he needs to start from the box in from the box out. 
He needs he, to be more post. Yeah, post he, he is. He, he is hindering the offense because he's trying to play from outside of the perimeter and then going in. Mm-hmm. He needs to be in the box. He needs to be down flat in the box, spread the shooters out to mm-hmm. force to force because because teams know. We know that the Knicks are a three-point shooting team. So we mm-hmm. need to get out to guys who shoot threes. But you can't have your you can't have your four hanging around in the perimeter because then it makes it easier to defend. They're like, okay, well, there's, there's, there's only one guy in the paint, four guys outside. Mm-hmm. That's easy to defend. He needs to be in the box, force the defense in, and spread the ball around to the shooters. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help the offense. The, the offense just needs to jump. Here's the thing. If the Knicks lose two more games, mm-hmm. in the next, if the Knicks lose two more games and they drop to three or four games under five hundred, you need to press the panic button at that point. The panic button would need to be pressed. Okay, because the expectation—I mean—is from a Knicks fan like yourself. The yeah. expectation was playoffs. Yes, we got to make the playoffs. Yeah, and and not just a play-in, but a top six seed that would yes. be yeah. yeah. Want to be the team should the, the team with the talent that they have. Should mm-hmm. be a should be a top six seed. Granted, mm-hmm. I know that there are other teams that have improved, like the Wizards and you know the Bulls have definitely improved. I think the Bulls are going to be a top three. Uh, and I'm going to say why it they depends. have a lot of their guard play is very good. It depends on injury because I don't like after after Vukovic or Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. There's not a lot of size. Like, uh, you, I don't know if you paid attention to what Cleveland did to him mm-hmm. um, during during the week. Cleveland's going to be a problem. Yeah, Cleveland's yeah. going to be a problem. I if I'm a Evan Mobley's good. Evan Mobley's yeah. good. If I'm a top seed, that's not a team I would want to play in the first round. Cleveland is shaping hey, up to be Cleveland, a serious problem. I know we probably should talk about Cleveland in another episode. Cleveland, I, I think Cleveland has committed to Garland. Yeah, Sexton's. Um, yeah, I mean he's out for the season anyway. Yeah, so this is going to be a really good opportunity for them to see what Darius Garland has. And yeah. He's having a good season so far. He's having a great season, and, and and I believe that they're gonna fixate on him. Okay, all right. So we talked about the New York Knicks. Uh, John mm-hmm. has not yet hit the panic button. Knicks are currently twelve and fourteen out of the playoffs at this at this current time. Mm-hmm. But there's also another team in the NBA, another star-studded team, mm-hmm. another high high-profile team. A team that plays on the West Coast, a team that plays, uh, you know, in the Pacific time zone. Mm-hmm. And that would be the L.A. Lakers. If I told you that one of the L.A. teams would be a game over 500, 27 games in into the season, you would think it's probably the Clippers who are missing Kawhi Leonard for who, would, who will miss Kawhi Leonard for the majority of the season, not the L.A. Lakers. But it is the Lakers. The Lakers are 14 and 13 or 13 mm-hmm. and 12. They're one game over. 500 and you had i mean and you know the talk was these guys are too old you got mm-hmm. you know westbrook who's older lebron who's in his you know mid to late 30s dwight howard uh Carmelo anthony you know guys guys like that your main guys a lot of your main guys and then of course you had anthony davis mm-hmm. now anthony davis is probably you know in my my thought looking at the Lakers. We last year, and I think we're going to do it again this year. We created the, the tiers. Remember how mm-hmm. we tiered, tiered, tiered the uh, stars? And basically, we just tiered all stars who were in the all star game that last season. Mm-hmm. And I and I caught some flack because I had Anthony Davis <laughs> as a tier two. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. I recall very vividly um, that I was I caught some flack. 
um, about <laughs> Anthony Davis being a tier two superstar in this, or tier two star in this league. So I would like to ask you, John, uh-huh. how are you feeling about that tier two uh, status at this point? So are you are you still <laughs> arguing for tier one status for AD at this point? So on behalf of everyone that criticized my brother, who I love dearly, um, I want to formally apologize to Robert Exum. Okay. And I'm apologizing for everybody who attacked my brother on social media and on, you know, <laughs> stuff saying that he didn't know what he was talking about. Listen, I love Anthony Davis. I'm not loving him this year. Honestly, if I was an angry GM, I probably would trade him. Mm. I probably would trade him with the way he's playing. You cannot tell me a man who is 6'10 can dribble like a guard has range all over the court. Anthony Davis this year should be an MVP candidate. Yes. With the skill set that he has. There's not a, listen, I love Giannis. I, listen, I, I would build a team around Giannis. But Giannis ain't got the, Giannis ain't got the range like Anthony Davis, okay? Mm-hmm. I trust Anthony Davis hitting Jays outside, outside of 50 feet that I do Giannis, okay? And I'm, and, 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 and listen, I think Giannis is an amazing player. Yeah. Okay? He's one of my top three favorite players in the league. But when I look at the skill set of what Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is a 610, uh 6'10 power forward slash center that mm-hmm. has that can play like a guard. Yeah. Okay. And he is listen, when I saw Williams of 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 uh of the Celtics literally sky over him and dunk over him. Mm-hmm. Um and again, and I'm sitting there was like, okay. Listen, Williams, all Williams can do is jump. Okay. He has crazy yeah. hops and he jumps on everybody. Yep. But you're Anthony freaking Davis. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you letting you you letting you're letting guys I wouldn't even have in my fifth tier of NBA players yeah. outplay mm-hmm. you, out hustle you. But here's the thing, that's not the only problem with the Lakers. The other problem with the Lakers, listen, I love Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. But I listen, I cannot live with a man who is so careless with the ball. Here's my issue. Here's the difference between James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Because James Harden's usage rate is so high, he's going to get turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. But he's still well, been playing like not James Harden. True. Yes, yes. And, and he still looks a little out of shape to me. He doesn't look like he in does. shape. Uh, he does. He does. He, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like. 2019 James Harden that was like 35 mm-hmm. eight and seven. Okay, that was and and seven. I, would, I would say this: he looks to be in better shape than he was when he when the season started. Yes, because he looked he looked almost like a you know, and no offense to custodians or janitors, but he looked like a janitor. <laughs> yes, he um, did. when he first came onto the scene, he just was not in any kind of basketball shape and right. not in good shape at all. But still, but he's, he's not. But he's not. Still, he's not. without basketball shape, still is giving you twenty five. Yeah, he can still. Yeah, yeah, he can still. Yeah, he can still do that. But he's not at the peak. His yes. peak physical condition, and as you get older, your fitness level is more important because those skills and that step mm-hmm. are going to erode a little bit. And I yep. think you know James Harden can really use. I don't know what it is. Whatever KD's on. Kitty never gains weight, so. Yeah. Um, nah, he, 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 I don't know if he has a nutritionist or something, but he needs to get a yeah. Needs to get I somebody think, to really work yeah. on, his, on his on his nutrition. But let's get back to the uh, we don't want to deter. Here's here's what's gonna happen. 
I believe the next two weeks, Frank Vogel will be fired. Why? And, why is it always the coach? And, 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 and I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you why he's gonna get fired. He's gonna get fired because here's the reason why. If he was in any other situation, if he wasn't in a big market, the reason why the NBA cannot afford for the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, big storied franchises. And, and the thing is, they cannot afford for these teams to not be in the playoffs. They don't care where they are. They can't afford for them not to be in the playoffs because mm-hmm. those are your those are your revenue generating cities. Mm-hmm. Those are the cities that watch the games the most. Mm-hmm. OK, and they're and they have historic fan bases. So the issue is, here's the thing. If a Boston or New York or the Lakers are not in the playoffs, their fans are not watching the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, and the NBA needs more eyes on it because the, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's be honest, they lost a lot of money during the um, during COVID. They lost yep. billions. Okay. Yep. And now it's time to recoup as much as you can, as well as gain. And yep. so they need those franchises. They need those franchises in the playoffs because mm-hmm. that's that helps ratings. Period. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because those fans are the most loyal basketball fans but if their teams are not in it they're not watching and so that that plays into you know the league so genie bus is going to fire frank vogel because of that because something has to happen you got to shake it up somehow Mm -hmm. right the thing is and, and and listen skip bayless gets on my nerves a lot but but the one thing skip bayless was he was right about one thing I'm not, I don't have an issue with any of the other guys the Lakers picked up. Mm-hmm. Picking up Russell Westbrook was a mistake. Yeah, I think people, a lot of people said it, that. When, it was a mistake. When it happened. Right, it was a mistake. And I don't want to take, I know it sounds like we're just, you know, poo-poo-pooing on uh, Russell. But when I watched Russell Westbrook and the turnovers that he does, mm-hmm. what I mean, they're just careless. They're like careless. You're guarding me. And I see my teammate and I'm not arcing the ball away from you to get to him. I'm just throwing the ball up and you get a, a, a fingertip on it. And, you, and, and, and I don't know if you notice when Russell has the ball, pay attention to how, pay attention to how the, the other team is guarding the guy, their player. The minute Russell has the ball, players are going into a zone on who they're defending because they know Russell's is going to either, shoot this direction or that direction. Listen, I guarantee you, if Phil Jackson was coaching the Lakers, he would be benching Russell Westbrook because he's that kind of player. Like, Yeah, Westbrook's care. not efficient. That's right. the main issue. His he doesn't hit the three well. Bad. He turns the ball over too much. He's not. He's no longer effective as he was right. before from, from the mid-range. And he's not a plus defender anymore. He's Listen, a big name. Yeah. He's a great motor. But he doesn't give you, I think, what the Lakers need, and, and he needs to come off the bench. Know. I'm sorry, like, no, it, you can't. Who do you bring in his stead? You don't have anybody else, right? But if that, listen, I would start Rondo to bench him for. I would start Rondo. I know, I know, it, Rondo, I know it Rondo, would be, I know Rondo it would be disrespectful. I know it would be disrespectful because of, because it's Russell Westbrook. But the thing is, at the end of the day, what are we trying to do here? Are are we trying to make the playoffs? We're we trying to win a championship. And 
Russell just I know they'd be fortunate. Right. They'd be fortunate to do either. Right. And I mean, thing, especially the play, playoffs. And here's the thing. Right now, you can't tell me, you're looking at the Lakers, that they can beat mm-hmm. the Suns or beat the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series. I don't think they can. Mm. With the team constructed the way it is right now, I don't think they can. I don't think they can beat yeah. the Suns or um or the no, um, not not right now. Warriors, right? Not, not, and they not probably right and listen. They honestly, I don't think they can, they can even beat the Clippers. The Clippers without I would say without Kawhi. I would, ah, I don't know about all that. If they can't now, listen. Uh, the the other night they lost by double digits to a Memphis team without Ja. Okay, listen, they got Rob. They got Rob hold on, without Ja and Dylan Brooks. Okay. Yeah, that, Let's not forget that. Ja and Dylan Brooks were missing. Okay. Yeah. And, and you they got beat blown out. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think for panic you got button, blown out by the others. Okay. If you if you're talking about the panic button in terms of the Lakers being a championship contender, I think you can press that button. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as them making the playoffs, I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't see eight teams in the West unless they get a significant injury to one of their big three. And that's the sad part. Um, LeBron has missed time. But AD and Russ should be enough to beat most teams, a lot of the teams in the league. Like, you, you look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the number right. one seed in the East, and they haven't had Kyrie all season. They've missed, uh, for the last two or three weeks, their best shooter in Joe Harris. But they've been able to maintain, uh, you know, some, some headway in the Eastern Conference. The Lakers have, an, have had one of the easiest schedules in the, in the league. Yes, the first they 30 played, games easy. Yes. They played OKC three times. That's the worst team in the league. And you're one and two against OKC. You played Houston on a number of occasions. You played Detroit twice already. Like you, there's no reason why they should be, had the record that they have. One game over 500 mm-hmm. right now. It's embarrassing. And, you know, for a team with LeBron James, who's you know, one of the greatest players to ever play, it is, um, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's but father, father time is catching up. Father time. Well, father time has, 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 has been, been, been catching up with, with, with LeBron, which is why you see him venture out to the perimeter more. He, he can't bang. And that's understandable. The guy's about to be, what, 37 years old? He can't mm-hmm. bang. He can't bang like, like he used to. And normally they tell you as you get older, you need to shed weight as opposed to put you know, packing pounds on, unless you're just like a w- really wiry individual. So uh, I think... At this point, you know, we've talked about the pending buttons for the Knicks and for the Lakers, and we're going to be transitioning to the NFL. But before we do, I think it's time for a well-deserved break. So we'll be back shortly with NFL panic buttons or Mm. really more so NFL teams that we believe were contenders, kind of looking like pretenders uh, as of late. Mm. We'll be right back. All right. We'll be right back. And now we are back. So we talked about the NBA teams that may be hitting the panic button. We're going to talk about some teams in the NFL. Now, we're not necessarily going to say hitting the panic button, but definitely not, especially in the last couple of weeks, not the same team that we thought they would be. Now, if you guys remember vividly from last year, once again, um, I did say that the Buffalo Bills would not be going to the Super Bowl uh, anytime soon. Everybody picked them as the Osmond favorite to win. Now, they may end up going. I don't believe they will. But the Bills have not played well for some time now. They have not beaten the team over 500 since October 10th. Okay, we're in December. Uh, 
they play the Buccaneers. Uh, that's that's the next game, and that's going to be a very interesting game because I really want to see if Josh Allen can take that team and uh, bring them to that next level. But this was a team that was at the top of the uh, division, top of the conference actually. Mm-hmm. They were five and were five and two, mm-hmm. uh, playing well. Had just dismantled Kansas City, and now they're seven and five and no longer in leading in their own division. Mm-hmm. So, John, I want to talk to you about Buffalo and whether or not we gave the Bills too much credit too soon, or is this a team that is able to hit another gear? I mean, there's only five, there's only about five games left. Are they able to hit another gear and become one of the better teams in, in the AFC? So here's the thing. I, looking at the, listen, I am a, I am a big Josh Allen fan. I mm-hmm. love Josh Allen. I loved him in college. I loved him, and I've only watched him in two college games um, in college, but I just loved his, like his build. His build mm-hmm. was just perfect to me in terms of mm-hmm. a, a prototypical NFL quarterback. Um, I am a little disappointed in how they're playing, but I think a lot of it is is predicated on them not establishing a run game. Yeah. Their offense has become too predictable, and in my opinion, the offensive coordinator is stunning the growth of Josh Allen. Okay. You, and, 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 and I know it's hard to say, but looking at how they play, and I've watched a lot of Bills games. I've actually mm-hmm. watched more Bills games than I've watched my own Bears play, oh, wow. um, which is which is a little disappointing. Um, but I just love watching Josh Allen play. Um, and mm-hmm. the thing, the thing about the Bills is, and here's the thing. I'm not ready to write them off because honestly, when I look at their team, their bat the, the team is battle tested. The team, they're one of the most battle tested teams in the league. And mm-hmm. I think that that says something when you make it to the playoffs. When you're a team that's been battle tested, that has seen a lot, that has suffered adversity over the years, there's always a breakthrough moment um, mm-hmm. for, for that team. Like Aaron Rodgers did it when he was like what a fifth seed in the playoffs yep. and they went all the way to the Super Bowl. The Giants mm-hmm. had the Giants had did it when they yeah. had some adversity and they mm-hmm. were a wild card team. They ran all the way to the Super Bowl and won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like I feel like Buffalo is that team because they've had a couple of years of just there, but didn't get over the hump. And I and I still feel that because they've gone through those experiences, that once you get to the playoffs, and, and, and we know it. Usually, when you go to the playoffs in the NFL, certain teams just excel and, and that's one of the things that makes the nfl the greatest sport that we have in america like his thing you may love the nba but nothing is better mm-hmm. than the nfl yeah. And, yeah. and 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 because we just love watching these gladiators battle mm-hmm. um they are struggling and listen bill belichick is an amazing court is, ama- is an amazing coach and he has a great team but i'm not going to be sitting here and saying that and even though the Patriots had the Patriots beat them the other day, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say that the Patriots are the team to beat. Even though, even though they're number one in the AFC, they have a rookie quarterback, right? Who hasn't mm-hmm. really been. Who, if you really look at his season, hasn't really had that signature game. Like which too much Josh Allen? No, I'm talking about um, Mac, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I'm talking about Mac Jones. He, he, he doesn't need the system right. is not made for him to be 
you're right. throwing for 350 yards. Right. That's but the a, thing is that when you get to the playoffs, offense. when you get to the playoffs, and there and and there comes a moment where Belichick is going to look at you and say, "You got to be the guy to make the play." Like, yeah, make a play. But he's not right. going to need to throw for three hundred. Right. In order for them to I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he has to. But like, think about it. He won a game where he threw the ball three times. Yeah. Yep. Well, the wind was going the close to fifty miles an hour. Right. So that was that was a unique scenario. Right. And it, but think and about so, it. Where in the modern era, era of football have you watched a football game where a we quarterback watched it last threw, Monday, We watched right. it last Monday. Night. We watched last Monday. Night. Now, but did the team then, win? Did yes. they win? Because they here's the thing: Belichick. Well, it's not about oh he doesn't do or doesn't have enough to do it. Belichick comes up with a winning game plan. Right. One Sunday or Monday, it may be we pass it three times. Another Sunday or Monday, we may pass it thirty times and do a, a run a lot of screens or try to beat somebody deep. When it comes to being a tactician and, yes. you know, like nobody beats Belichick. So right. I don't, whatever needs to be done, whatever game plan needs to be in, implemented in order for them to be the most effective playoff team that can be, Bill Belichick will have that game plan um, in tow. I just trust that he's going to do the right thing when it comes to game planning. Very rarely does a New England Patriots team lose because they weren't prepared or the game plan was just, you know, mm-hmm. a game plan that could not be executed. I mean, he's got that. And, you know, Josh McDaniels, he knows Josh McDaniels. They've been working together for a long time. I don't know. I just think that if if it's a close situation and the teams are almost evenly matched, Bill Belichick is equivalent to having an extra player on the field. That's how good a coach he is. He's equivalent yeah. to having an extra player on the field. And I think that is I what agree. makes it more dangerous. I do agree. But the thing is, like, and, and again, not I'm to not ready to wrap the Buffalo Bills off. But we did. But we did talk early in the season, and I did have the Patriots as a playoff team. Somebody on this um, show did not have the Patriots as, as a playoff team. Wait, so. I had the Patriots as, as, as you a playoff team. You didn't have them as a playoff team? When I said that they I were, had them as, like, I, no way. I had them, I had them as, as the possible seventh seed. I didn't have them where they are, no. but I had them as a seventh seed. Playoff team. Go back, give, go back and watch the tape. You give New England, you give Bill Belichick a roster, he's going to come through. And, and okay. give you everything that Russell can. But this question ain't about Bill Belichick. This question is about the Buffalo Bills, okay? And we and said it. And Bills, I already said it. And I already right? said it. I said the Bills, I just did not trust them as the season okay. went on. Last year, I said I, I didn't trust them. I think they're going to lose their next game against the Buccaneers. And then at that point, it doesn't turn into whether, whether or not they can win the division. It comes whether or not they can make the postseason. And that's going to be problematic for a team that had a lot of expectations uh, coming into, into this season. So The Bills will beat the Buccaneers. Okay, thank you. We'll we'll see how that how, how that looks on next week's show. Okay. So, um, uh, the Baltimore Ravens are the next team, and if you you know follow mm-hmm. Baltimore, they have one of the most electric uh, players at quarterback, Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson has not been playing well. Uh, I, I would say probably over the last three or four games. I know because he's on my fantasy team, so I know how uh, productive he has been or or hasn't been. Even in their win over the Browns, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson threw four picks. Fortunately for them, they were playing a team that was offensively challenged in the Cleveland, in the Cleveland Browns and were able to win that game. But I just – it's just problematic for me. They lost to the Steelers, who we know are not a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they barely beat the Bears, who we know are, are not a good team. They got boat raced, really, by the Dolphins, uh, who all, all likelihood won't make the playoffs. 
they barely beat the Ravens. And then the last game, they prior to that, they got boat raced by the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. So the Baltimore Ravens, are we still viewing them as a potential title contender or have they never been title contenders? We know Lamar Jackson is a former MVP. He is one of the most dynamic players in the league. And they were one of the top seeds in the AFC until recently when they lost to Pittsburgh. Are the Baltimore Ravens uh, imposters? Are they no? Are they not really an elite team? Because if you look at the AFC, what teams are elite in, in the AFC? What's an elite AFC team? There aren't any right now. There aren't any AFC teams that are elite. But even with that being said, there are levels to how good a team is. And I think Baltimore is a notch below the Patriots right now. I think they're a notch below um, Kansas, well, City. Much, Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, if Kansas City plays defense like they've been playing, I think they're going to probably end up in the AFC Championship game again. So we'll see how you know that works. But what are your thoughts on Baltimore? I'm saying that Baltimore – is a team that is likely going to be out in the first round. I had high hopes for them, but their defense isn't consistent enough. And Lamar Jackson, my concern with Lamar Jackson was his ability to affect the game from the pocket. He's a dangerous guy when it comes to running, but I don't think he affects the game from the pocket often enough, especially in a playoff game, in order to help his team win. So what are your thoughts on Baltimore? All right. So before I say my thoughts, I'm going to address what you just said about um, his his game. Um, Lamar Jackson. The, re- the recipe of beating Lamar Jackson in the playoffs is speeding up his progression when you force him to pass the ball. That's, mm-hmm. that's been the recipe. And the recipe has worked, okay? Um, in terms of imposters, I am going to say, I'm going to have to say yes because of the amount of injuries they've had, okay? Let's be clear. They have lost their top two corners, Mm-hmm. They're top two running backs, mm-hmm. and a myriad of other players have been injured uh, throughout the season. Like in terms of depth, they have great depth, but come on, like they have to not overcome the mental loss of all these players, right? But mm-hmm. also have to deal with a, a, a stacked AFC. There are so many teams in contention mm-hmm. for the playoffs in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And I just think with what they've suffered already this year, that's just too much to overcome. That, that's, okay. just, that's just a lot to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, with the amount of injuries, um, the what teams are doing right now is literally less force them in the middle and let's force him to pass the ball quicker than he wants to. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and also his receivers, you know, I'm not going to let them off the hook. They're not getting great separation. Well, they've never had really great, great receivers. That's the one thing right. Baltimore but terms the of is, construction. But the thing is, they don't have – their receivers don't have great separation. And so when, when you know, some quarterbacks do, like, you look at Tom Brady. He does first read, second read, third read, mm-hmm. and then t- and then pick your poison, right? But what mm-hmm. happens to Tom Brady when you speed up his, when you speed up his progression, right? Mm-hmm. He because he's he's limber, he has to make a quick read, and because of his knowledge of the game, he you know he makes plays. Who's one guy you don't want to speed up his, his progression because he's more lethal when his progression is sped up? Patrick Mahomes. He has a seventy five percent 
quarterback completion rate, uh, rating when he is like blitzed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he is the most dangerous quarterback in the league when you speed up his progression, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the issue with Lamar is because Lamar likes to run so much, he's going to have to figure out, okay. And the thing is, I think he can throw the ball. He has an arm. Of he course. Can, yeah, he has an arm. Throw the ball. But the key thing is, is the accuracy. The accuracy mm-hmm. can, like, listen, if you were to tell me, okay, you have two deep safety, we need a court. We need a quarterback to throw the ball and hit the receiver on the right shoulder where only the receiver can make a play on the ball. Mm-hmm. I take Josh Allen. I take Patrick Mahomes. I'll take Aaron Rodgers to make that play. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking, I'm, I, I am not taking Lamar Jackson to make that play. Mm-hmm. To throw it to the receiver, two deep safety. You, you got, you got a corner behind them. You got a safety coming in. We need, to, we need to throw the ball on this side of his body, on the mm-hmm. right side. We need a quarterback to get in, to throw it on the right side where only the receiver has a chance of making a play. I think those three quarterbacks that I named are the three guys that can do it. And and to some extent, Tom Brady could, could also do it too. Okay? Yeah. I'm not picking Lamar Jackson to do that. No, he's not. He's not. That's not his game. His game is... Right, and so his, his avenues are built because teams have to respect his run so much that they have to give the receiver space because right. you also have to keep an eye out in the, in the backfield. So, um, I just don't think, yeah, I, you know, that's too much, too much for them to overcome, too much, they, too much for them to overcome, and they, um, you know, improve in the wide receiver on position. I don't think that's going to work out, and I think that they're probably going to get bounced in the first round, but I think they'll beat the Browns on Sunday. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Browns yeah. are not making the playoffs. Yeah, and then you have to think about this Baker Mayfield. Who is Baker Mayfield? That's for another story. That's for another mm-hmm. episode. I, so I, I think Pittsburgh's quarterback is going to be a top pick. Uh, what they're going to pick a quarterback? No, no, no. Well, they have to. No, Pittsburgh in oh, college. Um, the Pittsburgh, oh, Pittsburgh University. Yeah, their quarterback. Yeah, we have plenty. Of, we have plenty of time for that for the, uh, the draft <laughs> edition, but mm-hmm. I don't see Pickett as a. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being negative, but I don't know if he's going to be a uh, you know franchise cornerstone. Anyway, he has that. He has that Josh Allen build. Tall, that's great. Can run. That's great. That's great. So and so did Jamarcus Russell have have a really big build. Now, he, um, okay. Um, now, anything else? Rob Any is dirty, points? folks. No, listen, not. No, Rob is Rob is sneaky dirty. He is dirty. No, I'm not. Not at all. <laughs> No, no, no. I he keep takes, it above board. He takes he takes these low blow shots. It's not a low blow, but guys. Jerome J- Russell was first of all out of shape coming out of college. Okay, I listen. I spoke facts. <laughs> I spoke facts. Oh, come on, man. All right. So, uh, so this is a you know good, you know good show. We were able to, to get over and talk about these four franchises: the Bills, the Ravens, the NFL, the the Knicks, and the Lakers in the NBA. And whether or not it's panic time and, you know, whether or not they are still legitimate title contenders or in the you know, case of the Knicks, more so a, another playoff uh, contender. Kenny so, Pickett! <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can, you can have Kenny Pickett. We'll, we'll see how, how, how he does in the NFL. But uh, I don't see him as a, you know, listen, I could be wrong. I, Kenny I Pickett great. watch. I'm going to Kenny Pickett watch. It would be great if uh, Kenny Pickett were to be great in the NFL. 
help a franchise, but that remains to be seen. Maybe he can replace uh, Daniel Jones. We'll, we'll see how that, how that happens. Now, we are at the end of the show, and we just want to say thank you for listening. And, of course, if you want to link up, you want to meet up, you want to, you know, get to uh, talking with us on social media, you're free to do so. Join our Facebook group, Brothers Ballin', okay? Brothers Ballin' Sports, okay? On the Facebook group. Just search Brothers Ballin' Sports. We will give you access to the Facebook group. A lot of good questions, a lot of good memes, a lot of good sports discussion goes on in the Facebook group. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Brothers Ballin' Podcast at Brothers Ballin' Podcast. For right now, we're just putting pics up on the Instagram, but definitely uh, more, more of the conversation on the, uh, in the uh, Facebook group. Also hit us up via email, bloodbrothersballin' at gmail.com. That's bloodbrothersballin' without the G, B-A-L-L-I-N at gmail.com. Lastly, we have merch on blackandwhite dot com it's spelled blick and wit but i've been told to pronounce it <laughs> black and white b-l-k-n-w-h-t-e dot com for your merchandise so uh next week we'll be back again but until then be a brother mm-hmm. be a sister mm-hmm. cheer your teams on mm-hmm. and remember expectations never truly get realized when you're talking about sports See you next time. See you next time.